his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This next guest I'm excited to talk to because we're going to talk about Meta Platforms, Inc., of course, which I call Facebook all the time, but I could be wrong. Um, but it's Adam Raziri. I hope I have that correct. Co-founder of Agency Interactive. Tell me if I'm right, Adam, and welcome. <laughs> you were pretty close, pretty close. You know, the first day of school growing up, there was always something a little different. But, yeah, Raziri is the last name and uh, with the Agency Partner Interactive. And you know what? For, for your first Attempts? Not, not bad. I've, I've heard way worse. Not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. So, you know, parents are really concerned about Instagram um, and so much more. And as we hear on Wednesday of this week, Instagram started, uh, last week, I'm sorry, Instagram started rolling out parental controls for its app for the first time. Uh, parent company Meta Platforms, Inc. will soon also let guardians supervise teens actively in virtual reality. But there are complications with all of this. What do you think? Always, always. And can you believe it was last week already? It's already Sunday, about to start moving. I know, crazy. I know. <laughs> but, you know, so from a, from a parent perspective, you know, I'm still not really satisfied with what I'm seeing from, and I'm with you too, as far as the Meta thing, like, Facebook, Meta, Instagram. I mean, Meta is still kind of a hard bite, right? Like, let's just it call really Facebook is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, in a nutshell, you know, it's, it's the interesting thing about these these new parental controls is that your kid actually has to really consent to the parent having parental control over their app activity. So it's like the parent has to get literally permission from their kiddo to have the, the access to these parental controls, which is kind of goofy. It's not just kind of given, right? So, you know, that being said, the online space is a really big space. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of predators online. And, and then also, too, in the world of rules, like, man, kids are really good at breaking rules to do things that they want to do. So, mm-hmm. you know, when, I, when it comes to Facebook and it will say Instagram is doing here to try and make the, the online app experience safer, it's just really not there yet. I mean, it's, it's giving parents the ability to monitor just how much time their kid spends on the app. Um, it gives kids an ability to report weird activity if there's a predator online or just something kind of off going on. It's easier for kids to report that kind of thing to their parents. But, you know, in a nutshell, I mean, I'm just, I'm still really not satisfied. I mean, we know that when it comes to just the pure business of the meta platforms, right, we know that they've been really trying to get kids under the age of 13 to join uh, because the truth is, is when it comes to their growth as a business and their, their necessity to report, you know, new users to the platform every quarter to their shareholders, 
they got to onboard new and younger and, and just more and more kids to their platform. But but the problem at is... At what is, cost, though? At what cost? Exactly. Exactly. At what cost, right? And and the, the thing is, is we see how these social media platforms are used for really bad things. I mean, you know, I live in Texas, and we've seen how the Facebook platform, the meta platforms have been used to literally allow the cartels to employ kids to be a part of a lot of human trafficking, which is just insane. There are other situations where these social media platforms have been used to do things as crazy as perpetuating uh, a black market of organ trade of organ trading, which is kind of great, but, but it happens. Right. And, and so that's just really terrible. But then, you know, of course you also see how social media will, will literally humiliate kids and, and it'll kind of serve as a tool to spread this disgusting content, like, you know, child pornography and, and just not enough action from the, from these companies to actually stifle things like that. Um, there's this thing called Section 230, which is a it's a legal protection that these platforms have that basically protects them from user-generated uh, content. And we have even saw Twitter basically shout out to Section 230 when they were being sued by a kid who was asking them to take down imagery of him that was basically nude imagery, right? Like, that should be a really easy thing for them to do, to just respond to that request and take it down and then give that kid information about who posted it to begin with. But and why won't they, they? Why won't they? Exactly. Exactly. You know, a lot of it, I think, is because they are so big and their business operations are very robotic. So when a real concern like this is, is elevated or escalated or brought to their attention, they're just really bad at responding to things the way they should. And, and so that's really unfortunate, right? It, it, it takes basically Twitter's legal team to kind of ignore this kid's request and then for them to get sued and then to cite Section 230 as a protection from this terrible content that, that they've allowed to exist on their platform. So, you know, if I'm a parent, I'm just like, you know what, go outside, you know, play basketball, ride your bike, it, it, enjoy the beautiful earth that God gave us, right? Like, you don't have to spend all of your time online and on a, on a, on a, on a mobile device or on a screen. Uh, there's so much more to life than, than what these social media platforms sort of try to isolate kids down to. You know, our children are so smart. They get ahead, way ahead of what these companies like Facebook or Meta Platforms um, is doing. And the problem with that is that we get in as parents, we get in too late. They've already experienced it. They've already Mm -hmm. given out too much information. There are creepy people out there. And I don't understand why a company wants to serve the creepy, weird people that are doing this stuff, that are trying to abuse the children, trying to take advantage of what they have have an opportunity to do. And of course, with Jeffrey Epstein, we started learning so much more about these predators, right? Who, who are after children, young, young children. So I have a real problem with this as a parent. And for, for all of these control tools they talk about in this article, you know, they require teens to give access to their parents. So now the teens have the power. What about the parents exactly. having the power? It's a, it's a little backwards, right? And, and that's, that's just typical, right? It's par for the course here. You have literally Meta not responding to a societal need or to a, a family need or a child safety need. Uh, they don't even respond to a market need. They respond to internal business needs. And what they need right now as a business is they need parents to trust them, right? We, we saw last year just so many terrible, terrible headlines hit the Facebook platforms. I mean, it was almost like a weekly basis, right? It was like, like just terrible stuff going on from – 
the border crisis situation with like kids being used for human trafficking as literally in like an employment scenario to um, the, the, the whistleblower, uh, which was huge. Um, and so now I think they're trying to sort of like get in good favor with parents, but you know, to, to your point and kind of to what we all, we, I think we both agree on, it's really just not good enough. Um, Facebook, it, it, it literally basically chose to hide internal documentation following a study that exposed the fact that their platform, Instagram, is scientifically bad for the mental health of teenage girls. You know, it forces these, these young kiddos to really try to conform to this literally fake, like, life, right? Like these beautiful uh, edited images that are just not natural and that nobody really actually looks like, right? Like forcing girls to try and live up to standards that just are not realistic. Um, they, they, as a company, knew that this platform was not good for, for, for girls, but at the same time, when it comes down to them versus TikTok, you have TikTok as like a really, I mean, just it's grown so fast and it really goes after, I think, the meta platform's key demographic. Um, and so when they see their forecast and they're just like, oh my gosh, we are seeing our user growth typically like four and a half percent go down to 1.8% by 2023. Shoot, we got to find a way to get more kids on our platform. And that's kind of like this scramble situation that I think Facebook's been dealing with behind the scenes. Mm, so this has been like the perfect storm. Um, it's all to me, it all started with these um, children shows that we've seen on television um, where they're dancing <clears throat> to adult songs, you know, songs that talk about relationships and go pretty right. clear into it. And these adorable children are standing there and they're dancing and, you know, they're dressed really cute, but not <clears throat> inappropriately. And they are singing the same songs, you know, the young people uh, 18 and up are listening to on the radio, which of course has right. Appropriate language. I believe it starts with all of that, and all of that makes it makes the parents feel like, well, that is so beautiful and so cute. I don't think I would mind my child being on Instagram, or you know, they can talk to people. And if they hear about you, go to your child and say, hey, hey, you know, if if someone says something about you negative, come to me. But that's not enough because now they're going to be looking at their phones all night long. All night long trying to figure out, are they still saying those things about me? So how are they handling the mental challenge that we have with these young teenagers? They're not even addressing it. You know, they're really not. They're they're trying to play the PR game. They're trying to get you as parents to really just like, really kind of enjoy the platform just as an individual user, right? Like every like, every follow, every comment, you get a notification on your mobile device that really – tells the brain, okay, boom, time for a dopamine hit. And then your brain likes that feeling of engagement. And so you as an individual user, as a parent, you know, you're hooked on it too. And then all of a sudden you're realizing that you've been looking at your phone for an hour and you haven't even looked up to see what your kid's doing, right? I mean, it's crazy. And these platforms know how to use science to basically get you to ignore a problem that I think we're trying to expose here. So, you know, the, the bottom line here is we're talking about platforms that are so, so powerful here. Uh, they, they literally, in their, from their algorithms, they know what you like. They know what you want to see next, right? And so when they know that kind of information about you, I mean, it's almost like they can do anything, right? And that's the frightening part. They can do anything, <clears throat> and we won't be able to do anything as parents. That's my fear because they're giving the power to the children. They should be giving the power to the parents, well, can you imagine too? I mean, kiddos, right? So in our brain, the prefrontal cortex is the part of our brain that helps us kind of think about the long-term impacts of our decisions. Like 
okay, so if I go play in traffic, like what could happen, right, from that? Mm-hmm. Kids, their prefrontal cortex, it's not done developing until they're 25 years old. So when they post things online, they're not thinking about the, perman- the permanency of what they're posting. You know, then flash forward, they're 18, they're 20, you know, they're in their, their mid-20s, they're trying to get a job, but all this crazy stuff from their social past, right, is public and it's online. And whether it's really good or really terrible, you know, when they were posting stuff like that to begin with, they weren't even thinking about the what if, right? Um, right. Kids are just they to be protected in some cases from themselves, right? But first and foremost, from a very predatory market that, you know, from a business side, these, these social media companies, these big tech companies want to monetize their kids. Um, but then, of course, we also know that there's a lot of bad people out there as well. That's so true. Now, I'm not trying to go way back to what they call the good old days, because the good old days were not necessarily good for a person like me who's African-American. But I am trying to go forward and to make sure that their experience, the children today, their experience is at least as good as mine were. I'm not asking you to do the same thing. So here we are looking at... um, Facebook or Meta, whatever. Um, it says the tools won't allow parents to see posts their teens like or comment on, direct messages they send and receive, or content they are viewing. They won't allow parents to see those. So you are tainting our children even when we want to be involved. Right. How is that? It, How is that even legal? It's, it's crazy. It, it really seems counterproductive, right? And and so it's so interesting too because sometimes when you see the the executives at Facebook, Meta, at Twitter, you know, at these big tech companies, incredible for the most part, really incredible people that work there as individuals, but collectively, they kind of lose themselves. And so at an individual level, even a lot of these tech executives don't allow their own kids on the platforms that they serve as employees. So you know, it's kind of crazy, right? It's like. How is it that a guy like Adam Mossery, right, of, of Instagram, their leader, you know, he's a guy that wants to protect his kids from the platform that's made him very, very rich. So how are they convincing parents that this is safe? What are they telling them? <laughs> they're, they're really not. Like, they're really not. Um, they're, and, they're, and they're just trying to kind of bank on the fact that parents will just enjoy the platform for what it is. They're trying to make people look past really just a, a history of a lot of bad headlines and to look towards this concept called the metaverse and, and AR and VR experiences. Um, they're, they're trying to literally just try to get you to forget about the, the danger of things by hitting you with other headlines that are different and maybe exciting, uh, but the specific to this announcement about this first wave of parental controls, you know, it, I, I think as we can both agree, they, they're just really inadequate. Um, it's almost like, you know, I don't know. It's almost like putting sugar on, you know, dog poop and calling it, you know, a treat. <laughs> it's just it's yeah, or dinner. Working. Yeah, there you go. Right. There you go. Exactly. Adam, I exactly. wish we had more time, man. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Adam Rizzi, Riziri, and of course he's co-founder Perfect. of Agency Interactive. I loved talking to you, and I wish I had another half hour with you. But thank you so much. Hey, such a pleasure. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye bye. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 